0: Thank you for tuning into ADC Sports Dallas primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, as every Sunday through Thursday night. A lot to talk about on tonight's show. This morning, we got a lot of Dallas Cowboys coaching news. Dan Quinn is officially staying with the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is also set to return to the Dallas Cowboys in 2022. And this paints a picture for next season with the same exact coaching staff, at least at the three most important positions on the team. We'll talk about what it means going forward, and we'll get into why I believe that is actually a good thing if we're thinking specifically about the short term. Long term, we will also discuss it, but I'm talking specifically in the short term. It ends up being the best for the Dallas Cowboys in 2022. We'll get into the details, and before we close out the show, We'll also share game picks for the championship weekend in the NFL. We've got the Bengals and the Chiefs. We've got the Rams and the 49ers. And we'll discuss it on tonight's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to ADC Sports Alice Primetime. Shout out to the Facebook audience. Shout out to the YouTube audience. And also, shout out to the podcast audience. Because remember, these episodes go on Spotify, on iTunes. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can also catch... ADC Sports Dallas content over there in case you ever end up missing the shows. But hey, Dan Quinn is back for the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan says, hey, Mauricio, glad to hear the news about Quinn staying. Dan's the man, says Tommy, over at YouTube. What is up, Facebook audience? Chalky saying Quinn is in. That is right. We'll talk about it. Just last night, we were talking about, hey, these players could be impacted the most if dan queen ends up elsewhere in 2022 we were just getting ready for that sky show this morning also was talking about hey what it means for the cowboys in that if dan queen ends up leaving so we were all just bracing for impact waiting for dan queen news to drop being hired to a- a- any other team but hey it didn't happen and now we know that dan queen is going to be back so hit the like button not even for me, not even for the show, but to celebrate the Dan Queen is going to return in 2022. If you're excited about it, make sure you hit the like button, make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let's go guys. Let's start the show officially. I am excited about it. Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Dan Queen is staying guys. So is Mike McCarthy according to USA Today reports. We'll talk about it on tonight's show and actually in case you want to check out more Cowboys content, make sure you head on over to adcsports.com/dallas. As soon as the show is over, you will get a lot of opinions over there on the site, including Zach Regan, who was writing an article about the Cowboys. Maybe being this a glimpse about McCarthy not returning in 2023. Not necessarily an opinion that I agree with, but in case you want to check out all kinds of opinion, you can do so in adcsports.com slash Dallas. The question was quite easy to come up for tonight's show. Guys, what is one word to describe your reaction to Dan Quinn staying in Dallas? Because man, oh man, that was a little bit surprising or unexpected. I think we were all just being pessimistic last week or in recent days, just as I was saying in the intro, racing for Impact, Dan Quinn is going to leave six teams, six different NFL teams reached out to Dan Quinn to interview him. He was a finalist for two NFL franchises, and then he ended up you know staying with the Cowboys. What is one word to describe your reaction to Queen staying in Dallas? And I got to tell you, the first answer that I got in the chat is exactly the word that I was going to use. And that is coming from Johnny Lopez. He says relieved. Lance Bell over at Facebook, he also said relieved. That is exactly my reaction as well. I just was Super worried about the Cowboys defense in 2022 because, yeah, I'm excited about Michael Parsons. Yeah, I'm excited about Trevon Diggs, But Dan Quinn is a guy that really came in and made all the pieces fit together. And in today's NFL, I'm excited about the Cowboys being the team that provides maybe a changeup with this heavy man-to-man coverage because the Cowboys were one of the most aggressive teams in that aspect in 2021 So it's exciting that Dan Quinn is going to be coming back. Dallas Junk went with hyped. Chuck says excited. Shocked says Tom Downey's burner account. And I believe this one is a word that a lot of Cowboys fans would also use. Tommy goes with rejoice, stoked, ecstatic says Carol over at Facebook. So you can see that everyone is just going with positive words for this piece of news. Because I believe that... No one was truly expecting Dan Quinn to return. Maybe there were some optimistic people, but I think that the expectation was for Dan Queen to end up landing a job. How did this come to fruition? Youngstar went with motivated over at Facebook. I like that word as well. How did this come to fruition? And it happened in a lot of steps, I believe. But the main two are the fact that Denver Broncos went with Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers' offensive coordinator. Stay tuned for that because that just might mean that the Broncos are going to become even more of a favorite to end up landing Aaron Rodgers because they're getting the Packers' former offensive coordinator. So you never know. Stay tuned for that one. And then you had the Chicago Bears, who ended up hiring a, Cowboys, a former Cowboys defensive coach. But it was not Dan Quinn. It ended up being Matt Everflus. I'm sure you remember him, guys, as a linebacker coach for the Dallas Cowboys for a lot of time. Uh, for a lot of time, we th- we thought that maybe Everflus was going to take over Rod Marinelli's job. Do you remember that conversation? Feels like just yesterday. But hey, Matt Everflus is now an NFL head coach. That is crazy. Hopefully, he, he finds success. With the Chicago Bears, defensive-minded coach for a team that has Justin Fields, which I thought that was interesting, but I respect it for sure. They're moving on from an, an offensive-minded head coach that ended up not working for them in Matt Nagy. So definitely something that was quite uh, unexpected as, as well. Lance says, great hire for the Bears. Outstanding says Jason Renfro. Congratulations to Matt Everflus. And the Dallas Cowboys are going to, you know, stay with their defensive coordinator. That is known because Tom Pellicero from NFL Network reported that Dan Quinn had informed NFL teams that he was going to stay with the Cowboys in 2022. Meanwhile, at the head coach position, you had Jory Eifstein from the USA Today Network reporting that The Cowboys had informed Mike McCarthy that he was going to remain the the Dallas Cowboys head coach after the San Francisco 49ers loss. And that was, you know, reminded after Sean Payton's retirement. So I don't think that's a surprise at all. I think maybe we were a little bit unsure about it after Gary Jones spoke on the radio. But it feels like all along Mike McCarthy knew that he was going to stay the head coach For the Cowboys. So, the only one that ends up being a little bit of a question mark is Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. And it sure sounds like he's also going to stay put with the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, there are already some reports out there saying that the expectation is for Kellen Moore to receive no formal offers from NFL teams that interviewed him, even though he received a lot of interest. But Kellen Moore, it is all pointing towards him staying with the Dallas Cowboys so far because we have those reports. And I know that a lot of Cowboys fans are ready to move on from Kellen Moore. Some Cowboys fans are also ready to move on from Mike McCarthy. But I got to tell you, I have my doubts about that happening. Not only that, but I also think that if we're... And and this might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but I think that if you listen to the logic behind this, you might be in agreement with me. I believe that an intact coaching staff is for the best for the Cowboys in the short term. We'll talk about the long term later. But this, I even think it shouldn't be controversial because year one of an NFL head coach in any other team, that's just like step number one. You're going to go through a rebuilding process in terms of culture, in terms of the way things are done within the franchise. So that really makes you take a step back. And and that's not even an opinion on specifically Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. It's just a little bit of an opinion that if you get an NFL team with 12 wins, they win their division, they get into the playoffs As disappointing as their performance in the playoffs can be, which was the case for the Dallas Cowboys, the fact that you had a a 12-win NFL team, if you bring in another head coach, you're going to take a step back at least in year one. The question is whether or not in the long term you're going to reap the benefits from from an upgrade at the head coach position. But right now, since the Cowboys are going to likely have an intact coaching staff, at least at those three big spots, head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator, specifically for 2022, and I know that sometimes we don't care about the short term, the Cowboys might be in a better position than if they had gone a different route. I think that is is the case. Listen, again, I don't know about the long term, But if we're talking about 2022, if you're bringing in a different head coach, you need to sacrifice basically that season because you are unlikely to find a lot of success with a different head coach in year one. Ryan says, that's an excellent point, Mo. Uh, I lost the comment over there quickly. Let me try to find it again. Ryan says, that's an excellent point maybe that is the best option to keep everyone back together. At least for the short term, it's gotta be. I don't know about 2023. I don't know about 2024, of course, because then you get into the conversation of, will it be the same story as it was in 2021? And that is a very valid concern, of course, because of what we saw in the playoffs game versus the 49ers. But if we're, if we're talking specifically 2022, it's gotta be better. now, I will tell you what, though, I have an opinion to share on Kellen Moore because, hey, I know that we are frustrated with the fact that the Cowboys went from being an elite unit on offense at the beginning of the year to being an average, below average in terms of efficiency, in terms of production. The Cowboys really went down a spiral there in the second half of the season. And I know Cowboys Nation is upset about that, and they should be, of course, because that was an upsetting performance from the Cowboys offense in the most important months of the year, which was November, December, and, of course, January. That's unacceptable, and the Cowboys at least apparently have better talent. Jerry Jones said it himself after the game was over. He said, with talent like this, you need to win these kind of games. I do want to raise the question, though, do we really know? Are we really that convinced that Kellen Moore's career just derailed in the second half of the season? Because Cowboys Nation is sure acting like it did. And if you're looking for hope, I think that you don't have to look that far within the same Dallas Cowboys organization. Because we are here Celebrating. We are here excited about Dan Quinn returning to the Dallas Cowboys in 2022. And Dan Quinn is exactly the kind of coach who has shown you that you can turn things around if you're an NFL coach. And I know that he went from being a head coach to a defensive coordinator. But and, And we talked about this last night, actually, but in a different topic. Dan Quinn is one of the biggest, most recent proofs that you can change a little bit your philosophy, that you can adapt. He went from a cover three defense to a cover one defense in 2021 and the results were clearly there. I I don't know if he will be able to turn things around in, in Kellen Moore, but I do believe that we just saw an example this season of a coach that did in the same Dallas Cowboys team. And I also know that Kellen Moore at times has shown us what he's capable of. He has shown us creative play design. He has shown us at times creative play calling as well. Different times, it's been atrocious. It's been unacceptable and all of that. But the Cowboys have ranked at the top of the league in 2019 in offensive efficiency. During 2020, when the Cowboys had Dak Prescott, they also ranked the top of the league. And through the first two months of the season in 2021, they also were at the top of the league in terms of offensive production. That changed. We don't know if Kellen Moore will bounce back or not, but I'm just trying to make the point, we don't definitely know that he won't. And in my opinion, it's at times it's maybe ridiculous. And I'm including myself in this conversation that we feel that it's just a definitive end for Kellen Moore's career because of the Cowboys' struggles in the second half of the 2021 season. So there's just a little bit of, uh, of my thoughts on the Kellen Moore conversation. We was running the ball better the first five games, says Victor Maldonado. That is true. The Cowboys were not able to run the football in the second half of the season, and that was definitely a blow to the Dallas Cowboys' production. Dallas Junk says we need a better running scheme. Moore wants to air it out. Moore didn't show us anything for the last seven weeks, says Chuck. And that is where the frustration comes from. And I believe that the frustration is very valid. But can we act as if it's a definitive end to one of the coaches that was on a fast track to success before that? I I say that, hey, if the Cowboys are going to bring him back in 2022, which is all pointing towards they will, he might just prove us wrong. He might go in there and prove us wrong. We know what we want from him. We want him to figure out the running game because, yeah, the Cowboys were getting bid up front with, at the offensive line in the running game. That is true. But also you want more creativity from Kellen Moore. You want to see more uh, creative run concepts like we saw towards the end of the regular season, for example, versus the Giants. Uh, and I know that hey, sure you can run on the Giants because they're the Giants. But also, we were seeing some interesting concepts that we had not seen before. We were seeing more outside runs. We were seeing more pulling from the guards in the run game. Maybe the Cowboys end up a way, uh, end up finding a way to figure that out. But we know what we want from Kellen Moore. We know that we want the Cowboys to run better. We know that we want them to have an identity on offense. And not only for him to be a play collector, something that has been widely discussed already in Cowboys Nation. So yeah. Uh Moore couldn't scheme his way out of a paperback. Says Bruce got the use. That's what we want to see. We want to see the next step. We have seen him sort of have a scheme, maybe in the first few in his first couple of seasons as an offensive coordinator. This was the year when he went in which he went fully into the play collecting. We want to see a balance of the two. We want to see the creative play designs mixed with a more clear identity on offense and the Cowboys truly trying to have a philosophy. Like you see the 49ers and the Rams, the two teams that are in the NFC Championship game right now. You know that they are white zone teams and the Rams are probably tipping their... uh, Maybe they're diving into the spread world a little bit more in recent years. They're not this wide zone team like they were in 2018. But you know that those are the identities that they have. With the Cowboys, you don't know what they are. You don't know if they're a spread offense. You don't know if they're a wide zone offense, if they're a traditional offense. But you do know that they have creative play designs. You want to mix the two of those. You want the creative play designs and the creative play calling mixed with an identity on offense if the cowboys end up finding that kellen moore might be right back in the head of coaching conversation and it takes just him figuring that out and i know it's way easier said than done gilbert says and he's coming in with a random question but i i have the answer to it so i want to address it gilbert says i have a question does the rule of the referee has to touch the ball first only for the Cowboys? Because in the game with the Rams in Tampa Bay, the Rams were hurrying to spike the ball, but no referee was in there. So they spiked the ball anyways and kicked a field goal and won the game. And there was no referee in sight. And they let the game go on. Can you tell us why? I do. I, I, I can, Gilbert, thank you for your question. So here's the thing. It's not a very satisfying answer. I will, a spoiler alert, it's not very satisfying, but at least it's not as outrageous as it seems because a referee did indeed tap the football, but it was not the back judge. It, it was not the umpire, excuse me. It was the back judge. Dean Blandino, and I know we don't like Dean Blandino maybe around here, but uh, Dean Blandino answered this in, in on Twitter because I believe that it was... Sean from 105.2 to fan who made the question, Dean Landino said that the back judge can actually touch the football instead of the umpire, which is what didn't happen with the Cowboys and the 49ers in the wildcard playoff game. But the ball was touched in the Tampa Bay Los Angeles game. That did happen. In the TV broadcast, when you're watching it live, it doesn't seem like it. But if you watch the other angle, you can see the the back judge touching the football and then backpedaling to his spot before the play is snapped. So a referee did touch the ball before the Rams spiked it, but it's still not a very satisfying answer because with the Cowboys, you didn't have the refs being as efficient as they could, which was what Dean Blandino said on Twitter, because in the Cowboys game, the back judge didn't touch the football it was the umpire who had to run from I don't know how many yards from behind the play and who ended up you know colliding with Dak Prescott and Tyler Vyadish so there you go a little bit of a mixed answer there maybe and not satisfying because you still come away feeling like the refs messed that up a little bit but at least, you know, hey, the referees did touch the ball in the Tampa Bay game. So at least you don't feel as bad. At least that's how I look at it. Uh, let's see. Let's see some of your questions over here or your comments. Bruce got the news says, honestly, I want to trim all the branches of the Moore-Garrett-Linehan tree. Also a little bit valid, I believe. Uh, Burner account says, man, a lot of you are going to get your hearts broken when Kellen Moore becomes the head coach and not Sean Payton. And that... It's a perfect segue for the next question from me to you guys, because right now I believe that Cowboys Nation is a little bit split on this. Way too early. This is a way too early yes or no question. Way too early yes or no. Is Mike McCarthy the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 2023? By now, we know that he's coming back in 2022, according to multiple credible sources we have seen. Gary signed say it. We have seen Ed Verder from ESPN. We have seen Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. So McCarthy is staying put. He is the head coach of the Cowboys in 2022. But if we're looking beyond that, if we're looking at 2023 and you're talking about Sean Payton potentially being available, another young coordinator from another team being in the mix as well, do you believe yes or no is Mike McCarthy going to come back in 2022, in 2023? And the answers so far are overwhelmingly negative because we have burner accounts saying no. Stevie Mack going with no as well. As well, the U says no. Victor says no. Stephen White though is coming in with a yes. Right now, you're gonna hate this maybe. <laughs> But I right now I'm leaning towards a yes. I just think, of course, it is too early, way too early to say. But I believe that maybe the Cowboys, it is more likely than not that you don't get a coaching staff change. I will say yes. I will say yes because I think that the Cowboys will be maybe in a similar spot next year. I believe they're a team that can get to 11, 12 wins, win the NFC East in consecutive years for the first time since 2004. I truly, objectively believe that the Cowboys can pull it off in 2022. And if I pair that with the fact that if they win one playoff game, it is tough to move on from a head coach after a season like that. Even though we keep believing. That the next back that the next big thing is elsewhere that maybe sean payton who has a very very similar track record in the postseason even though cowboys fans maybe as a group we act like it isn't the case but Sean Payton has one playoff win less than Mike McCarthy he also has one Super Bowl win And he also went a lot of seasons with an elite quarterback without winning a Super Bowl again. And that's not even a knock on Sean Sean Payton. It shouldn't be a knock on Mike McCarthy. But winning Super Bowls is hard in the NFL. Of course, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick made it look like it was a video game. They made it look like they were playing franchise mode in Madden. But if you're not them, it's difficult to win Super Bowls in this league. So... I, I think that it would be way hard for the Cowboys to move on from Mike McCarthy if they end up getting those 12 wins in 2022, if they end up winning a playoff game next year. So I will go with a yes. I think that Mike McCarthy, it is more likely than not that he ends up coming back to the Cowboys in 2023. However, he might be one of the coaches with the hottest seats in the NFL. That. I will agree with, I think he, he has one of the hottest seats in the NFL. Jimmy Johnson's burner account was actually allowed to coach. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, if, 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 if we're pointing towards one thing that is kind of an, a clear example that Jerry Jones and the front office is, are still involved in the whole decision-making for the Cowboys to me, is the Ezekiel Elliott slash Tony Pollard thing that happened this season. The fact that with a turn MCL and all of that, Sick was still getting most of the carries, Pollard was still getting as little playing time. It is frustrating. And hopefully hopefully we get a coaching, a, a head coach, excuse me, whether it's Mike McCarthy or someone else that ends up fighting that. Burner Account says Jason Garrett had a hot seat for a decade. Means nothing in Dallas. Dan Quinn will be a Cowboys head coach in 2023. Says Chuck. That that I believe is maybe a hot take. That is something that I I just cannot get behind. I love Dan Quinn. I, I think he has done a tremendous job for the Cowboys as a defensive coordinator. You cannot say otherwise, but I just don't see him as a candidate for the Cowboys as a defensive coordinator. Dallas Junk says draft Devin Lloyd at 24 might be a little bit of bias towards him since I've watched him play since he was a sophomore. I wholeheartedly agree with drafting Devin Lloyd. I just don't know if he will be there at number 24. He might be one of those guys that since we are early in the draft process, we see him as a very visible draft prospect and I don't know if when April rolls around we will still be filling that weight because that Utah linebacker is so good and I agree with Dallas Young he would be great to pair with Michael Parsons I just don't know if he will be ranked higher than we believe he might this early in the draft process but I love Devin Lloyd and I don't think it's biased Dallas Young, I don't think it's biased. I, I think that if he is not the number two linebacker in most of the draft boards as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft, if he is not number two, it's because someone ranks him Evolve Dean from Georgia, who is just getting mentioned by Lance right now in the Facebook chat. So, yeah, interesting proposition. Let's move on, guys. To the rest of the NFL, let's have a quick look at around the league because we need to make the exception. Of course, we're here for Cowboys content, but guys, it is championship weekend, and I can I cannot finish the week without giving you guys my my thoughts on the games, and of course, getting your thoughts on the games as well. So the first question is who you got? Is it the Cincinnati Bengals? Do you have Joey V? rolling into Kansas City and shocking the NFL one more time? Or do you guys think, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do their thing. They're clicking at the right time. Who do you got? Let me know in the chat, the Bengals or the Chiefs. I am expecting maybe a little bit of a lower scoring game that many would imagine. The total in the betting markets is at 54 and a half. And it is basically the same number that we had for the Bills and the Chiefs last weekend. I think it might be a little bit of a lower scoring matchup. Love Joey Voro, love the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think that the Chiefs are really in a different weight class. And I know that Week 17 game went the Bengals' favor, but that was one of the games in which there was the most win probability swayed from one side to another, ...due to penalties, and I don't know that we will see that many penalties in the AFC Championship game this weekend. I keep thinking about that AFC Championship game from last year... ...in which Josh Allen, who was killing it that season in his second year in the NFL... ...he got he, he got a little bit shook by SPACs, by the Chiefs Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. I think he's one of the brightest defensive minds in the NFL... His defenses keep improving over the course of the regular season constantly. This has been the case for about most of the seasons that he's been in at the front of a defense. And he might click the right buttons versus a weak offensive line like the Bengals. I believe we'll see a lot of blitzing because that's what Spax believes in. And sure, Joe Burrow can burn you if you blitz him. But I think that Steve Spagnuolo will find the right things to do to teach maybe Joe Burrow a little bit of a, a a little bit of a lesson. I love Joe Burrow, and I'm not, of course, doubting him. Because if the Bengals have a chance on this game, it is because of Joe Burrow trusting his receivers like he has so many times this season. But I'm going with the Chiefs, and I don't think it will be as close as many would say. I would take the Chiefs, and I'm leaning towards the under as well on this game. Lance says Kansas City will do their thing. Chiefs, Mahomes, and the band says Ryan Doyle. We have, we do have an interesting comment. Dallas Young says, if you are not cheering for the Bengals, what are you even doing? And this is where I make one of them confessions that I like to make every once in a while. I have a guilty pleasure. I like dynasties in sports. Like, I don't mind the Chiefs making it to a third consecutive Super Bowl. I didn't mind the Patriots making it to as many Super Bowls as they did. And the same goes to me to a lot of sports. I know that a lot of people like to see dynasties fall and the new guys winning. But I I really don't mind seeing dynasties. I actually kind of enjoy it. So I am cheering for the two teams, to be honest, because I would both love to see Joe Burrow make it to the Super Bowl in his second year in the NFL and his and his first full season since he was since he got injured as a rookie. But I also would love to see, all right, Mahomes and Andy Reid. They still got it. They still have one of the best teams. I don't know if you guys saw that clip with Kelsey and Mahomes communicating in the first in the final 13 seconds. That was an amazing clip to see from NFL films. So yeah, I got the Chiefs. Joey Bella goes with the Bengals. He says, "Hopefully, let's see Bengals, Bengals." We have people going with Cincinnati on this game. Burrow is the Shh, says Jason, and I, I think that's that's true. Hey, Joe Burrow is so real. KC says Rita over at Facebook. The real Darrell says, "Cincy not only wins versus the Chiefs, but the real Darrell is actually calling on the Bengals to beat the NFC champion, whoever it is." at the super bowl in the big game guys i'm so excited about the super bowl by the way this is the halftime show it's just a parenthesis that's i have never been this excited for a halftime show like ever i'm just i cannot wait for dr dre eminem doing their thing in the show i'm excited about the the rest of them as well but dr dre and, and, and eminem and eminem on that scenario i just cannot wait Let's see. Tony Simmons says, AFC is different than NFC. KC has a high-power offense. The NFC has too many of them. In In my opinion, Andy and Eric are the best. Let's see. Chiefs will have easier game than they did against Buffalo. San Francisco Javier. That is true. That is true. Let's see. All right. Let's move on to the other game, the NFC Championship game. Who do you got? Do you have the Rams? Who are hosting this game. And when I say hosting, I don't know what I mean because sure, the game is at SoFi. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the week 18 matchup between these two guys was also at SoFi Stadium. And the Rams were playing no home game that week. <laughs> that was a 49ers home game. So I don't know who's playing at home on this one. Do you got the Rams or do you got the 49ers? It's an interesting ball game. It's the most complicated of them all because you cannot speak about this game without bringing up the fact that Sean McVay is 0-6 in their last six matchups versus Cal Shanahan. And when you're talking about an 0-6 streak versus teams that face each other twice per year and in seasons in which you have had talented rosters, including this season, it's complicated to to back the, the team that has lost all of those encounters. But I'm taking the Rams. I think they're the most talented team. A lot of people will point towards the fact that, hey, they almost lost versus the Tampa Bay Bucks because they kept shooting themselves in the foot. But I would also point out they won despite giving the Tampa Bay Bucks about three extra lives in that matchup. They lost their last game versus the 49ers, but they did lead the game at some point by 17 points. I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're the most talented team. So, yeah, I'm taking the two favorites. Not a lot of surprise in my picks. But the Rams definitely do have a chance. And this is going to be one fun game. Shanahan, McVeigh have always been in this, you know, tied up storyline because they were both in the same Washington coaching staff and and and, hey if you're looking for a Cowboys win you at least can remember those times and the fact that Washington let them all go LaFleur, McVay and Shanahan if you're looking for a small win this weekend look for that but uh you, you gotta look at these two guys running white zone in different ways and finding a way to evolve. This will be one fun NFC championship game even though we'll wish that the Cowboys were there, of course. Let's see. Ryan Doyle says, "Question, if Patrick Mahomes was the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, would we have won a Super Bowl by now?" Ooh, that is that is a good question because you don't know if if the Cowboys would be using Patrick Mahomes the way that the Chiefs use him and you don't know that they would have developed him like the Chiefs developed him I would say maybe not I would say that maybe they would have been at least in one NFC championship game I would be confident in that I like Dak Prescott a lot you guys know that but I just think that right now Patrick Mahomes is still the best scorer back in the league, and I don't think it's particularly close. So I would say at least they would be in that championship game. Stevie Mac says, still crazy that Eric Viennemi still hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. It is crazy, and it is disappointing, I believe, because you also get into the conversation of, you know, it's frustrating that even with the changing of rules and the Rooney rule, which is not as efficient as it should be. And the NFL needs to keep finding ways and looking for ways to get these guys opportunities. And And the fact that Eric Viennemi still hasn't gotten a job, you got to look at the NFL and the way they do things. And you got to wonder if they're doing things wrong. I believe they're doing things wrong because I believe that the diversity problem in the NFL is one of the biggest issues for this league right now, and it's disappointing that Eric Vietnamese still hasn't gotten that shot yet. Because if it's a meritocracy in the league, then he should have. I agree with Stevie Mack. It's 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 shocking that he hasn't yet. Not with the and, and you know you can include Byron Leftwich in that conversation with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Hopefully, he gets a job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there are a lot of coaches that should be getting opportunities that are not. And I agree with the real Darrell that the NFL is a buddy-buddy hiring system. And that's the way football has always operated. And it sucks. It really does suck. One thing is to bring in coaches with whom you share ideas. And the other thing is nepotism. Those two are different. Those two are definitely different. Uh, Stephen White says, I thought that he got the Finn's job. If I'm not mistaken, and maybe this happened during the show, did I miss something? But yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Dolphins have not landed on a coach yet. Andy is the reason everything is associated with Andy. Eric is a popular like Callan, says Tony Simmons. But hey, You could have said the same about plenty of McVeigh slash Shanahan coaches that are getting opportunities and that are making a killing. Heard Leftwich and Jaguars is a bust, says Rita. Oof. Man, hopefully it happens because I would love to see Leftwich and Big Fangio. And people were talking about that possibility. What I had seen, and I don't know if we got an update on that, what I had seen is that it is not a sure thing. But I did saw a I did saw a report. I did see a report that the Jaguars are trying to get Left and Big Fanjo. And that would be a tremendous pairing, I believe, over there in Jacksonville. Lance says nepotism is an easy way out. Outstanding coaches are out there. Tom down his burner account. Says, I definitely think Eric Bienemis is a bit choosy on where he wants to go, though. I also read he wants complete control of the roster too. And that isn't necessarily a bad thing. That isn't necessarily a bad thing if you get a coach that wants complete control of the roster. You had that with some of the most successful coaches in NFL history, including Bill Belichick, including Bill Walsh. Anyways, guys, I will see you on Sunday night. Thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Chuck is bringing up the fact that the Dolphins are interviewing Kellen Moore for a second time, even though he's not expected to land a head coaching gig this offseason. The storyline is not over for Kellen Moore because he might just get that opportunity. That surprise might still end up coming the Cowboys way. So guys, what is up, Charles? Thank you for tuning in to the show. I will see you on Sunday night. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I hope you enjoy your weekend and I will see you on Sunday night after the championship games. We will have fun here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. So maybe just like last Sunday, we go live a little bit later than usual because I'm not going to pretend like primetime is more important than the NFC championship game. So don't worry. We will be going live after the game is over, unless maybe it is a blowout, hopefully it is not, we'll see what, what we do, thank you guys, thank you for tuning in, thank you for your comments, Joey, Steven, Dallas Junk, all of you guys, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you on Sunday night.